Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. You guys, today we're very, very honored, and I believe God is moving in California. And in the days ahead, we're going to see an unprecedented move of God. I was raised Catholic and very proud of that. Holy Cross Elementary, Central Catholic High. My name is Jude. I'm named after the saint of hopeless causes. So if you're hopeless, we got you, okay? We got you. Um, The first Vatican, second Vatican, was powerful, not only to the Catholic Church, but really, I believe, the church around the world. And I believe it's when the windows of our hearts were open to the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I have been praying for a unity between us and Catholic believers that we together will see this part of California influenced with the beautiful outpouring of God. So today, we have a very distinguished guest. Uh, Father Larry, and I'm going to ask him to come to the platform and pray over us. Amen. Yes. Will you stand at your feet and welcome Father Larry. Keep standing, and Father is going to bless us. How many of you want a blessing? Well, amen. Now, if I was giving you $100, wouldn't you put your hand out, right? And so this is worth more than $100. It speaks of an ecumenical unity that possesses our heart. Our God is a Trinitarian God. He's one. He's Father. He is Son. He is Holy Spirit. And the three are one. And we are one as the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Jude, can I take your hand? First of all, Jude, I stand with you in unity, in spirit, and in love, and in faith, okay? Thank you for your your gift of leadership and ministry. Thank you for your faithfulness, and I thank you for your friendship, okay? Friendship in love, friendship in the Lord. I thank you all for the privilege of being here. It's a great blessing to be here with you today. I feel the outpouring of the Holy Spirit here. The Spirit is alive. Is it true? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit's alive. Is the Holy Spirit here? Raise your hands. Raise your hands if you believe in the Holy Spirit is here. So I want to pray, most loving God, we just ask you to send down your Holy Spirit into our hearts. Inflame our hearts with the fire of your love. May our unity be together as one in the Spirit, one in the person of Christ, one in the person of God. And may we truly be transformed people. And in our own transformation, may we bring that into our community, into our, in our, into our state, into our world. May we truly bring the presence of Christ. Lord, I ask that you bless each person here with an outpouring of your love and strength and peace. Heal any hearts that are wounded. If there's any hearts that are hardened here, pray that you just uh, breathe into that your Holy Spirit. Breathe into that your Holy Spirit and bless us. 
And I ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, I'll walk you. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to teach you something. Get your hand ready. Say in the name of the Father and of the Son. Now you're going to go from left to right because he came from heaven to earth in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Was that not amazing? Yes. Father Larry is a priest in a great parish, Santa Barbara. And so we're very, very grateful. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, you look really good for a Sunday. Again, I agree with Becky. If you have not invited someone to church, a week from today is the greatest Sunday ever in the history of the world. It's when our Lord, our Savior, was resurrected and he is risen. Amen? So make sure you invite someone with you to Easter. Uh, today, we're going to continue in our series on the Gospel of John, and the theme is, is that they would believe. If you have your Bibles, go to John chapter 20, verse 31. They say that the Gospel of John is the greatest book that has ever been written, and Augustine said that it is deep enough for an elephant to swim in, but shallow enough for a toddler to splash in. And so we've been looking at the prologue of John, which is the first 18 verses in John chapter 1. And it's really like a time-release capsule of the entire gospel. Right when you need it, it will work in your heart, your mind, and change your life. Now, I want to just say this. We're entering into uh, the week of passion, the week of Christ's suffering. And I want us to make a shift today before we read these verses. I want us to begin to think about what the last Adam said. The first Adam went to God and he said this. He said, my will be done not yours, God. And that's what threw the world into chaos, pain, and brokenness. But the last Adam came, and he said the very opposite. He said, your will, my God, not my will. And so today, we really want to focus on that. And I want you to do this with me. At one point, we're going to get, we're going to read Galatians 2.20. We're going to match it with uh, the prologue in the Gospel of John. But I want you to begin to focus on the cross. At this time, many believers, Catholics and Protestants, begin to think. The Catholics call it the stations of the cross. I want us to begin to focus more on the cross this week than your pain than your abuse, than where your heart is hurting. We are going to focus more on what he endured on the cross than what we've gone through right now. And God is already beginning to heal hearts, men, minds, and our soul is going to experience the life of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And so here is John chapter 20, verse 31. It's the thesis of the book. And he says this, these are written so that you 
may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Now, we exist at the City Church for anyone to believe, and we really mean that. We exist for anyone to believe, but we don't stay with believing. We want to become. We want to believe, but then our believing, we want to become like Jesus, and then we want to build together and that's why we exist and so Sunday a week from today is Resurrection Sunday it changed history and so it will culminate as we bring many friends neighbors co-workers family members to church and we're believing that they will experience the risen Lord amen and so uh, if you have your Bibles don't go to John chapter 1 and we're going to begin to read verses 14 to 18 if you didn't bring the Bible. Don't feel bad. There's going to be scripture come up on the screen behind me. And so here we go. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, and of his fullness. And I love this. We have all received grace and grace for grace. Amen. Did you get that? John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he comes after me, is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness, we've all received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him or he has exegeted him. When we started this series, we uh, spoke on the creeds. And we know that the creeds show us the profession of our faith. And this was the state as early believers in the year 300, 400 would begin to speak. They believe in God the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. We believe in the only Lord Jesus Christ, begotten, not made. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the author, the giver of life, who is adored and glorified with the Father and the Son. Then we saw a common faith that shows the power of unity. You saw that today as Father Larry came up. Unity is the power that will crush the works of darkness in our day, in our time. And our God is one, and he, he puts a blessing when we dwell in a unity. Then creation shows us the pattern of worship. Christ shows us not only the person of the Father, but he shows us what it is to be human. And today, we're going to begin to see the price of salvation, the cross, the price of salvation. And again, I want us to begin to think more about the cross than the pain we're going through. God is going to heal us as we think about the cross. Now, I want to mesh, if you will, uh, the prologue of John, John 1, 14 to 18, with Galatians 2, 20, which is written by the Apostle Paul. So if you have your scripture, I want you to go to Galatians 2, 20. It's going to come on the screen, and I'm going to ask us to read this together. I know many of you have different uh, Bible versions, but I want us to read this out loud together, and I want us to begin to experience that no matter where you're hurt, 
you can begin to be crucified with, join that brokenness with the passion and suffering of Christ, then your heart and mind will open up and be flooded with the healing grace of Jesus Christ. And so let's read this. We're going to do it out loud together. You say, well, I've never read in public out loud. Today is a good day to do that. And so let's do it. For I have been it is, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want you to begin to know that it says here, and I want us to read it again. You read it in your mind. I have been crucified with Christ. And as we enter Passion Week, we are going to focus on his suffering and his pain. And we're going to join our brokenness with his suffering. And we're going to experience a healing, but we're going to live in a different way. I want to read this again. For I have been, it's past tense, crucified, not for, because he was crucified for us, but with Christ. Did you hear that? And I love this next one. It says, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And so then it goes on. It says, in the life I live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want you to begin to think, why would God become a human being? Why did God have to become one of us? Christianity, what we believe, not only sacred tradition handed down from the church throughout the ages in sacred scripture, begin to tell us that our God would add to his divinity humanity that we can add to our humanity his divinity. You see, God is not a Marvel comic hero. He didn't absorb some type of of uh, power to become human. No, God added to his divinity, humanity, that you and I can add to our humanity, his divinity. Let's say it this way. The son of God became the son of man that the children of men might become the children of God. You see, the goal of church is not just to believe. The devil believes and he trembles, but our faith should take us into the realm of transformation where we become children of God. And the price of that is not only did God become a human being, one of us, that human being would go to the cross. And what is the cross? It is the price of our salvation. Can I say God did not create the first man, Adam, uh, to be a prisoner, to be a slave, to be in bondage, to be ruled over. In fact, today, you know what God says, and even 2,000 years ago, is our Lord and Savior entered a week of suffering and passion. He said to Adam, he said this, and I wrote this down. Jesus says this, I'm your God, and for your sake, I now become your son, because I did not create you to live in bondage. Can I say today, we open up our hearts, our minds, our intelligence to the living Christ. We are crucified with him, and that is a new life where God comes in and on and out of us, and we can be healed. Can you say amen? 
Yeah, I think someone wanted to clap. That was interesting. I don't know about you, but a lot of people, as we're exiting out of COVID and a global pandemic, which really has ravaged the world and hurt families and businesses and even some churches, I don't want to focus on that. During Passion Week, I want to begin to focus on the suffering that Jesus went, and somehow I want to begin to be crucified with him, and I don't want to mentally loop, emotionally go around what I call a demonic cul-de-sac of hurt, misunderstanding, bondage, and pain. I believe there is a way we could take that and be crucified with him. Now, during this season, throughout the ages, there are the stations of the cross, which are 14. I want us to do in this moment, brief moments, I want us to begin to reflect on his suffering. You see, on the cross, Jesus is God. Why would Jesus become a man or one of us? Because it was a man that sinned. In Romans 5, it says, through one man sin entered the world, thus death spread to all men. Thus God would have to become a human being. Why? Because God cannot die. So on the cross, Christ is God, the high priest, but Jesus the man is the sacrifice. He had to be fully man. He had to be fully God for us to be saved. And you said, why did Christ, the incarnate God, die on the cross? Go with me to Rome. Romans chapter 4, and we're going to read this, verse 25, and I love this. He died for our sins. This is what Paul says. Christ was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. Did you get that? He was handed over to death for what? Our trespasses and he was raised for our justification. Why? Because the first Adam said, my will, O God, not your will. But the last Adam came and he said, your will, O God, not my will. I want to begin to deal with this. Jesus received 39 stripes and it was brutal abuse you've not seen any type of abuse I don't know if you've ever been physically abused emotionally abused I am sensing today not only in the room but online there's some that it's almost destroyed you the emotional abuse the battering ram that comes against your mind maybe even some sexually abused but there is a way and we're going to go back to uh Galatians 2.20, that in Galatians 2.20, we can crucify that abuse where he was beat, unrecognizable, that we could begin to experience healing. It is not God's will for us to suffer in pain and not get out of a cul-de-sac of hopelessness, but as we enter Passion Week, we will be crucified with him, and we remember he had stripes. Number two, Jesus under the weight of the cross. Can you imagine? They say probably 300 pounds, this uh, Roman cross. He fell under the weight of it. Where is it that you're crumbling? You can't take it anymore. I know 10 years ago when Becky was diagnosed with an incurable lymphoma, the weight of that 
almost destroyed us. But there was Simon the Cyrene from Africa came and he helped Christ with the cross. I don't know what's weighting you down, where you feel like you're so weighted you cannot live. Can I tell you that's why we should be in a group. We should be on a team. That's why we need church in person. Because when the weight of this world comes upon us and we cannot even get rid of it, you know what? When we're crucified with him, cast your weight upon him. He cares for you. I actually think it would be better to think about the cross and his passion more than your pain. How about this one? Not only did he fall once, twice, he fell a third time. I don't know if you've ever been mocked. I don't know if you've ever had someone make you feel less than you were created to be. And you know, the world and life has a way to come at our creation. And people begin to mock. They begin to make fun. Jesus on a cross, most men died nude, was there being mocked and heckled, saying, if you are the Christ, come down and save yourself. But if he came down, he wouldn't have been able to save us. And he stayed on the cross. Why? Because he didn't want you being mocked either. Where is it in your life? You feel belittled. You feel less than. You know you could be crucified with Christ. And all of a sudden, that mocking, that shame. What was it they called you? What was it that belittled you? Can you know something? My crystal, no one could put you down unless you first put yourself down. And I have good passion week, good news. We are not doing that because God's not putting this down. So we will not be mocked we mock the devil we mock hell but we praise our God come on we're children of God say that with me say I am a child of God say it again I am a child of God can I say we don't just believe we become and we're children of God another thing he was buried he was buried in a rich man's tomb. I remember when I was 42, and I'd been a youth pastor forever, and we moved on. And I began to lose my identity because too much of my identity was wrapped up into what I was doing. And I felt like I was encoffined in a, in a, in a tomb. And I said this out loud. I said, God, I'm too young to be buried alive. Where are you suffocating? What's holding you under? Can I say he went into the realm of the dead for you? Is there a part of your heart, your mind, and your soul that has died? Our God went into the realm of the dead that you can experience life can you imagine when good friday comes i want you to rehearse the cross and stop nursing your past and your pain because the more we think about our hurt the more we stay right there what kind of god suffers like our god suffered he went into the realm of the dead and on good friday you must know this, all of creation became silent because creation's king was in the realm of the dead. And why? Because they had saints that were there in Abraham's bosom in the part in the realm of the dead that were for the righteous. And he went in and he said, Adam, he said, I am your God, but now I become your son. Eve, Abraham, Noah, Esther, Ruth, come on. And it's the biggest jailbreak in eternal history 
Why would God become a man? He didn't create us to live in prison. He didn't create us to live bound. He didn't create us to live with an addiction. He's coming into the prison of your soul. He said, come on, jailbreak. 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 You know what it is? The gospel according to Monopoly. Get out of jail free card. God became a man and entered the realm of the dead. And the earth went silent. Angels held their breath. Satan thought he won. And he starts saying, grave, is he in there? Grave, is he in there? And on the third day, we will celebrate it next Sunday. Man, the angels sang, the earth quaked, the grave was open, and death was conquered, and death was conquered. Which died when they mocked you and they put you down. You don't have to live dead any longer. Why are we searching for the dead amongst the living? Our God is alive. The Jews didn't kill Jesus. Anyone who's ever sinned killed Jesus. I killed Jesus. But the good news is this, ladies and gentlemen, on the third day, he rose again. And he said, no one can take my life, not Pilate, not the Jewish people. I lay my life down. Why? That I may take it up again. He took it up again, and he gives us a new liberty. Amen? Oh, my goodness. Can you say amen? I want to, why the cross? And why did God become one of us? I want to give you four reasons. Number one, the word became a human being. God became one of us, would go to the cross. He had to be fully God, fully man. Why? That he would save us. You said, save us from hell? No, save you from you. People always say, oh, it's the sin of these people, the sin of those people. I have enough of my own. You know what sin is to me? Self-will instead of God's will. And that's why I don't want to say what the first Adam did, my will, oh God. Oh, I still do it. The other day I felt an impression, pick up a piece of paper. I thought, my will, God, not yours. I just washed my hand. I didn't want my hand to get dirty. He said, do it as an act of worship. I said, your will, not my will. I'll wash my hands again. Amen. I want to be saved. And what's being saved? from a life of unchristlikeness. When we're saved, we begin to be like Christ. Can you say amen? Number two, the word became flesh. God became one of us on a cross. Why? That we would know, encounter, and enter into a relationship with God Almighty. We are not here. No, 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 no. This isn't a spectator sport. We are in a relationship with God Almighty. I'm going to invite the piano player that you will think I'm ending, but I may not. <laughs> How many of you will give me one more minute? Oh, one, two, three, four. I got a hundred more minutes. We're good. We're good. Number one, he became one of us to save us from us. 
He became one of us that we would enter a relationship with him. Now watch me, watch me. Yesterday was an amazing day. It was March Madness. Ladies, was that not some good games? I was watching. The only team I prayed for once they got to the final four was San Diego State. But something happened. I think too many times when we come to church or mass, we come as spectators. We go through motions, but our heart's not in it. God doesn't want us to be a spectator in church like a fan at a game where we make ourselves judges. Oh, music's too loud. What kind of song is that? Oh, he's speaking too long. I don't want to be a fan. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? I want to give you this. The word became flesh, or God became one of us. Now, you're not going to like this word. I'm, I'm, I'm pre-warning you, and I think we need to use it more. He came to make us holy. He didn't come just to forgive me. He came to make me holy. Holy does not mean uptight, rigid, and a bore. Holiness means consistency. If you're a fish to swim, it's holy. If you're a bird to fly, it's holy. If you're a human being, to be Christ-like is to be holy. And you see, God says, I am holy. I think the most beautiful name of the third person of the Trinity, he's mighty, he's powerful, he's creative, but he's called not the powerful spirit, not the friendly spirit. He is called the Holy Spirit. And we are entering into a new era in Southern California. And I'm believing from Goleta all the way down up into the heart of Los Angeles, God is going to begin to make us holy. I don't know about you. He says, I'm holy. You be holy. I've tried. And without him, it's impossible. It's my desire. I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I want to be spotless. But he comes and he makes us holy. I believe the Holy Spirit, his main job is not just to give us power and healing and miracles. The greatest miracle is that he would move into this neighborhood called Jude, who was so unworthy and so unholy, but yet he moves in. And all of a sudden, that which is dark becomes a light. That which is broken becomes healed. That which is confused has clarity. And that which is unholy, inconsistent, becomes very, very holy. And without holiness, we won't see God. But with it, we'll not only see him, See him, we will know him. Amen? Amen. Amen.
You're beautiful people. God became one of us. He went to the cross. That's the price. To save us, that we would enter into a vibrant relationship with him, that he is our prototype. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. Jesus suffered as a human being. I was thinking about it this morning and yesterday during March Madness. I thought, I wonder how the Virgin Mary, the very mother of God, that was her boy. And when she saw him abused, mocked, killed amongst thieves and murderers, the pain of her face and the very son of man saw his mother ache that he even looked at John, whom the, uh, the disciple whom the Lord loved and said, son, this is your mother. Mother, this is your son. And even on the cross in his pain, he wasn't even thinking of himself. He's thinking about another human being. You know what I think is holy? When we stop thinking about ourselves so much and we start thinking about one another. Amen. Amen. That we could go and serve and love the world. This is the last one. I want you to go to this scripture, and this is where we're going to end. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1. The Word became flesh, went to the cross. He's fully God. He's completely man. He became one of us. Why? That we would participate, be partakers in the divine nature. I'm not a super fan with a Christian t-shirt that says, Jesus, I am a partaker, the Son of God became the Son of Man, that the children of men might become the children of God. Stop. You know what? Years ago, I did 23 and Me. I'm part Italian, believe it or not. That's probably the good-looking part of me. Part Jewish, the blessed part of me. But really, if they did a real DNA test in me, I'll never forget when I first became a youth pastor Alcoholism was in our family, abuse, divorce. The first and only woman hung in the state of Louisiana is my great aunt. Don't mess with me. And I was feeling all bad, unworthy. and said, God, how could you call someone like me? He said, Jude, you have my DNA now. And when the Father sees you, he sees my nature, which is his nature. Very God, true God, a true God is in you. Yes, some new DNA, son. Amen? Now, let's read this together. Let's read this. This is Second Peter chapter 1. It says this, by which have been given to you, to us, exceeding, that means it goes beyond, great, it's powerful, precious, valuable promises. Why? That through these you may be partakers, not a spectator, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through evil desire or lust. Today, we're going to participate in the divine nature. I want you to do this. Stand with me as we're going to end. On Monday, I want you to think of the steps that Jesus took to a cross. On Tuesday, I want you to wake up and I want you to remember he was mocked. He was abused. He was alone. He felt like an outcast and a strength for you and I. And he did that. 
It was my sin that crucified Jesus. It was my unholiness that did that. I want us to read one more time. I am crucified with Christ. I don't live, but Christ lives in me. But yet I do live in the life I live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to give a cross challenge. The cross challenge, I want you to do this. Number one, I think we need to commit our lives to Jesus Christ, every part of our lives, not just Sunday morning. Our finances, our Monday, our Friday, our weekend, our business, we need to commit every part of our lives to Jesus Christ. You say, why? Because on the cross, he never backed down. He never said, hey, Father, this is too painful. Okay, I'm going to give 70%. No, this week, we're going to give God in the rest of our lives 100%. Amen. The next one, the next challenge. Let's make, and I think we need to do this. I think we need to make attending church in person uh, a top priority. I understand there. Thank God for online. There are people who are infirm and they cannot. But if you can get out, I think we need to make this a top priority. And I call it the cross challenge. If Jesus could go to the cross, I think I could get out of bed on a Sunday and come to church and receive of the presence of Almighty God. Can you say amen? The third one, and I want you to think about this. The third thing, I think we should invite as many people as we can. Don't be shy about Christ. Let him shine through you and invite as many people. A young man who I'm discipling, uh, he at uh, Christmas Eve filled four rows. I saw him at the Hill Club yesterday. I said, Aiden, can you do four rows for Easter Sunday? He said, yeah, I got you. Don't come along. And the last thing, I want you to memorize. Can we memorize together Galatians 2.20? And so let's say it together. It's going to come on the screen, and we're going to say this together. We're going to read it, and I want it to soak in your mind, in my mind, in our hearts collectively. I have been crucified. It is no longer I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want you to do this. Put your hands like this. The Bible college students and myself, the ones that are taking the Gospel of John, we memorized the prologue in the first semester. This one, we're memorizing John 17, the greatest chapter in the greatest book. And we got, we're to verse 17, so we have 1 to 17. And just this week, Barbara, we memorize, Father, I do not pray you take them out of the world, but I pray you would keep them from the evil one. I gave them your word, and the world has hated them because they're not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. He went on, I'm not of the world, they're not of the world, but I pray sanctify them by truth. Your word is true. Just with your hands open, just right there. Wherever the pain is in your heart, with your eyes shut, allow the Holy Spirit to join you 
and you be crucified with Christ and holy living will come first in your heart and you will be washed from the inside out and you will be holy you will be righteous you will be spotless you are a new person God is healing you're going to be able to forget and forgive you're going to be able to open your whole entire being uh, to Christ uh, you will not be held prisoner any longer we come to make you free you are going to know the truth the Christ and you truly will have a liberty where you can know how to live and be human and I just speak literally Holy Spirit holiness the spirit of holiness into our congregation God we will live and leave and go and serve this world through the spirit of holiness Lord and people will recognize there's something happening with these people and we begin together declare that this region is a hot spot for an awakening and a revival Lord California needs to be revived she needs the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to be holy and we welcome you Lord from baptism to communion to fellowship oh Lord to the breaking of bread God we come and we pray that revival Lord we open the windows of our intelligence our mind our soul to the living God and Lord we say possess every part of us oh Lord God we participate we partake in your divine nature Lord God that we could be divinize, elevated, live in a higher plane, laying down our lives for those that are in our lives and for our God, in Jesus' name. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.